Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beertastic Voyage. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Beertastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And for those of you who are just listening, and that's everyone because it's the first time we're ever recording a podcast, <laughs> what we're going to do here is the three of us are going to explore some local breweries, preferably on the uh, Long Island area. And just share our thoughts on it. Kind of get the word out for some of the local beers that we enjoy or may not enjoy, but hopefully you do. And just share the our love of drinking beer and hanging out with one another. What do you guys think about that? I think it's going to be a good time. It's very kumbaya, but yes, I think it's going to be a great time. <laughs> I like beer. There you go. Um, before we really get started diving into our first uh, brewery, I think it'd be fun just to give a little bit of our beer background or beer history, if you will. Um, Mark, why don't you start us off? So I am a home brewer. I've been brewing at home for about three years, and I like experimenting with odd things that I can't necessarily find commercially, which is what drew me to the hobby. But I also like going out and finding new beers from local brewers who might have thought of some flavor combination that has not yet occurred to me. So for me, I wouldn't be drinking beer as much as I do if it wasn't for Kevin and Mark handing me very tasty beverages and me realizing there was more to beer than Coors Light and Sam Adams. I'm a proud enabler. It's okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Sam Adams and Coors Light. They're just not two of my favorites in general, the regular no, Sam it, Adams. We can bash on Coors Light. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm in favor of bashing on Coors That's Light. That's true. There is a lot wrong with Coors Light. It's basically water with um, some flavoring. But um, other than that, I, I, I enjoy sour beers and... Um, porters the most which are two very different beers but for some reason they seem to uh, strike my fancy and me personally i've I'm a really big fan of most beers that are darker ones that have a nice uh, malt character to them and anything that's thick enough to float a bottle cap on is always a good rule of thumb for me <laughs> but i got into drinking beer drinking good beers um by visiting my buddy who was working at a local brew house when he was a when he was a waiter there at uh, John Harvard's Brew House, which is no more on on Long Island. I understand there's a few still floating around, but the one in Long Island locally is no longer here. And that just got me drinking better beer. I tried uh, brewing a few things at home, made a couple okay brews, but Mark has totally stolen that crown and ran with it a million miles ahead of all the rest of me. I obsess over things. A little bit, yeah. And it's just then, since then, it's just been a, a goal to try to go around and drink as many different beers as possible because there's always a newer one and a better one, and you never know what else someone is going to invent. And I think that's really exciting to try. Um, Justin, what was the beer that really got you hooked on drinking decent beer? It would probably be Long Island Breakfast Stout. I remember uh, visiting the brewery with Mark and uh, his wife, and I think I think you might have been there. And Possibly. It, pretty much, what do I get? And you know, I wanted to look cool, so I ordered a dark beer that I'd never <laughs> had before, and uh, I actually liked it. I was shocked. I couldn't believe that I liked it, and I honestly never really liked a beer before. Like, really liked drinking it. I probably drank a bunch for obvious reasons in college, but it was really not. There was no quest for it. I remember my first beer was a Sam Adams, um, just a regular Sam Adams beer, and I just remember how terrible it was. I like it now that I'm used to it, but it was not, not, not what I was looking for then. If we can accomplish one thing with this podcast, it would be 
my hope that we can convince people that just because a beer is dark in color does not mean it's super thick and heavy and feels like you're having a meal. I, I think that's a great point. I, I think it's it's something that we'd all like to share is that just because certain expectations about beer and beer styles don't don't hold true all the time. And that's part of the reason you got to taste them. You got to go out there. You got to try them because they're going to taste different than what you expect. That's very true. Even with um, IPAs, which I think that started a lot of people drinking craft beer and everyone assumes a craft beer is an IPA is super bitter. And I mean, they're definitely not considering sour beers and, and Berliner Weisses and stuff like that. But even IPAs, there's like four different kinds of IPAs. Mark can correct me because I, I make up numbers oh, and things like there's that. There's way more than that. I mean, they the craft brewers keep inventing new categories just to by throwing a shitload of hops in something. Yeah, most of the facts that I'm going to say are wrong, and Mark will fix them. Like I said, I drink it. I know nothing about it. But um, <laughs> the uh, um, having the uh, the breakfast out was the, the first one that really kind of got me into it. I also don't like coffee. I mean, there's coffee in it, and I, I like it. It's weird. I, I love that beer. And even if I was or wasn't there for that time, I've drank more than my fair share of that yeah. beer. And I will continue to drink my fair share of that beer because it is – an absolutely delicious beer and we will bring that on here one point at some point um the beer that probably got that got me going on things that weren't just mass brewed was i was a hefeweizen in college and i for the life of me can't remember the name of it but that's because it was college it wasn't hogarden no, it was not Hogarden. It had a sailboat on the cover and on, on the cover. <laughs> I'm a bit of a reader, but yeah, it, no, it had a sailboat um, on the tap, and I really can't remember it. It had some foreign name, can't remember it. I drank a lot of it. It was really good, and it just it amazed me that beer didn't have to be Labatt Blue. I went to school upstate in, in upstate New York, not too far from Canada. You drink a lot of Labatt. That's what you do. How about you, Mark? What's your beer of uh, indoctrination i don't know honestly i'm trying to think of that and i would have to say that it might be uh the nitro boomstout from brickhouse brewery here in uh, patchock new york which is a, a local brew pub and uh it's a, a delicious uh stout beer that they obviously serve on nitro given the name which makes it even more creamy and delicious and uh you just can't beat a good stat on Nitro. It, I'm going to concur with you on that one. And Nitro Boom's another one that I've drank quite a few of. And a couple times I've handed the keys over to Mark and went, yeah, I said I was only going to have one, but you're driving this time. <laughs> um, you guys ready to get going on uh, today's beers? Yes, I would like to drink beer. All right. Um, Mark, why don't you uh, lay it on us? This was uh, your fine, so yeah, so bring for... it up to speed for us. This episode, I uh, went down to Port Jeff Brewing Company in Port Jefferson, New York, which is right on the harbor. You can watch the ferries come in from Connecticut, and it's a nice area to walk around. And the brewery's been open for almost five years now. They produce some good stuff, a very tiny building, but uh, plenty of help in the tasting room and uh so what I brought back from my excursion is their uh, H3, which is a Belgian triple. Their beach beer, which I think is a summer seasonal, but it's a Belgian wit. And then also their party boat uh, IPA. I know you see their um, their party boat IPA. You see out in like at restaurants and things a lot. You see a, 
a, a lot of local areas will carry uh local restaurants will carry it and it's pretty common around long island i haven't seen the um other ones out so much but i've heard of them and i think i've had at least the h3 before yeah the the h3 is a, a good beer and definitely one of my favorites from there but we'll get to that later on i think uh we'll probably start with the party boat which like i said is an india pale ale it's a uh, malty in the front a lot of citrus and piney hops and according to the bartender when i picked it up a strong apricot flavor so we'll see if we can pick that up i, I just mentioned we, we don't necessarily enjoy ipas that much as you know, the three of us but there are as mark said many kinds so we're definitely uh, trying to keep an open open mind and get a sample of the brewery in general yeah as i said before we're you know we're trying to open up people's uh, horizons as far as different beers go, and that includes us the same, doing our best to find those IPAs that we actually like, because it's a very varied Absolutely. And just Absolutely. And just for our future reference, so you guys kind of have a rough idea, we're all drinking out of standard pint glasses. Um, ones that have been collected from some of our favorite breweries and we're going to kind of go through and give you our experience as we go um we're crack these guys the um the beach beer and the party boat ipa we have in cans right now and the h3 mark got straight from the tap there at the brewery so it's uh it's in a little bomber um the mini growlers which we've established apparently have many different names and even a growlet which it's the first one for me to hear that one. I prefer the term squeaker. Squeaker. I have a cat named Squeakers. You do, and he's an asshole like most of your cats. Yes. All right, well, cheers, guys. First beer on the first podcast. There you go. Cheers to that, and let's uh, take a sip. Yes, that is an IPA. Definitely has a citrus and piney aroma to it. Yeah, they weren't lying when they said the, the pine aroma to it. Um, you want to take a moment and just kind of describe the coloration, and let's take a uh, look at it. It's, um, I mean, we don't have the, the Lovabond pentometer handy, but we can definitely say that it's a, a golden blonde color. I would say it's like a light amber. All right. It's, it's brownish. Brown. <laughs> it, that's deep, Justin. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I, I add a lot. I mean, the carbonation isn't cra- the carbonation is present, but it's not really crazy, and uh, I mean, there's really no head on it at all. It's no, not not at all. But yeah. there is a uh, consistent effervescence. Yeah, I, I definitely don't hate it. That's for sure. I mean, I, it's not I w- it's not something I would drink a lot of, but it is um, it is something I, I could probably have a can of this like on a, on a summer day. It'd be nice. Party boat, I think, is a, is a good name for it. I, I could drinking this while fishing would be enjoyable. Yeah, this falls into the category of the stuff that I like to call lawnmower beer. Um, <laughs> even though I've just recently purchased the home and haven't really mowed the lawn all too much, as my neighbors will attest to, um, it's just it's beer for being outside on a hot day. It's kind of light. It's refreshing. Yeah, it has a nice maltiness to it. It's the the IBUs aren't too high. 
Do you know what the IBUs are on this one? No, I honestly do not. They that's do right. not have that information listed on their website. Oh, okay. Donald's going to say I have the interwebs, but that's okay. not going to. It's not going to. And uh, it's not. It's a. It's a little over a normal alcohol content. It's seven and a point seven ABV. It's not crazy, but it's it's a little more than your standard beer. Definitely doesn't taste like it's that strong, honestly. No, it it doesn't. So I mean. Hey, even if it's lawnmower beer, it's going to catch up with you quick, and all of a sudden, yeah. you're going to be uh, cutting side, sweating, a little <laughs> dehydrated. Yeah, you'll be cutting uh, funny shapes inside your lawn. It's okay, honey. It's just, just a, it's a new design. I was watching the baseball game. I saw them do this. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure you fence off your wife's flowers, otherwise, uh, you're in trouble. You're going to get in trouble. Yeah. As dopey husbands are wont to do. I mean, to be honest, as I keep sipping on it. I like the scent a, a lot more than I like the taste of it. Yeah. Yes. The um, aroma is definitely uh, the best point of it. There's uh, definitely a lingering bitterness on the, the back of the palate after yeah. you swallow. And that's a little bit – and that's kind of the thing with IPAs that sometimes turn me off is that I want to taste the beer and then be done with the taste and start yeah, over and start over with a new sip. You're looking for that – sharp bitterness not the flat bitterness that kind of sticks around yeah I, I prefer the bitterness up front and i kind of taste it a little more in the back of my mouth than anywhere else but you know i'm i'm not going to put it down and walk away from it i'm still going to finish it i think the can says it all the can's covered in, in hops it looks like hops it scares me actually like if i saw that can knowing what i know about hops i probably wouldn't pick it up but it is uh it is, it is tasty for uh, for a little bit they do list that there are 10 hops in the beer, but I have no idea which varieties. Lots of C's, I would imagine. Columbus, Chinook, maybe some CTZ. Yeah. I mean, uh, and this is one of those ones where Mark's Brewing is, and this is where you're going to see his his knowledge about which hop tastes like what and what, what their flavor profiles do is a lot deeper than mine or Justin's for that matter. And he, Justin's nodding. You may not hear the rocks, but he's nodding. Um, yeah, we're, we're we're figuring this out. I... And it's you know I can I can definitely speak to the style and stuff like that. But ju- uh, we're Mark's really here as our uh, as our guru of uh, brewing details. I would say. Yeah, not that I'm an expert in any means, but what informa- what knowledge I have, I will share. I still I still might get him a mortar board though to make him a little professor kind of thing. Yeah, we'll see. The PH, PhD in drunk. There you go. All right, uh, so go for it. We're uh, moving on to the beach beer, which, like I said, is a Belgian wit beer. So very pale. It's going to have some orange zest in it, some other spice. And the uh, the beach beer lists itself as um, a 4.8 ABV. So it's a little bit lighter on that one. Definitely more conducive to hanging out on the beach in the sun, as we were talking about before. But for those, I mean... Mark mentioned it before, Port Jeff is a beach community, it's a harbor community, and they spend a lot of time on the water, a lot of time, you know, doing outdoor functions, so the beers they're producing kind of make sense for the neighborhood that they're in as well. Oh, excuse me, yeah, it's, um, that's why the the, par- the theme, the party boat, the um, the beach, and then, um, what was the third one? H3, I'm oh, not sure yeah. what I can't tell you what H3 well, is. They have a they have a, a ferry something or other. They have a ferry something or other beer. They have a couple yeah. different ones. Many many of their beers names relate to yeah. the harbor. And they all have this really nice clipper ship on the on them on their label, you know, and it's cutting through the water there. 
surrounded by a little um Justin, you're you're our boating expert here. What's that? What do you call that? The wheel, right? Yeah, that's the wheel. I wasn't sure. I was <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure if the if the official steering yeah. instrument had a more official name. No, it's, it's the wheel. I, for, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. Port, yeah. Starboard, aft. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're, now you're throwing all those crazy words at yeah. me here. All right. So let's uh, cheers. Snip gentlemen. and sip. All right. Cheers. Oh, yeah. See, I think for Kevin, this is going to definitely classify as a lawnmower beer, but in a much better way. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, this is really a refreshing beer. Yeah, absolutely refreshing. Um, it has a nice light body. Yeah, very light, really no taste. I can see through it clearly. I'm looking at it, and unfortunately, I can still see Justin's face pretty clearly. <laughs> and yeah. it's... Yeah, it's a nice pale beer. And again, no head on it whatsoever. Good effervescence. It's bubbly all the way through and got a little got a little sweetness to it yeah in the in the back in the back of the sit the spicing isn't overdone it's not uh clubbing you over the head saying you know orange zest it's nice and subtle which is always a good thing what's making it sweet mark it's uh really just residual sugar and uh so Whenever you uh, ferment out a beer, there's going to be a certain percentage of sugars that aren't cons- can't be consumed by the yeast, and the, so those will those yeast are dumb and can't finish their work. <laughs> so uh, that uh, that'll leave a sweetness that will be perceivable depending upon how much bitterness is uh, contributed to the beer by the quantity and type of hops. And this is why he needs a little mortar board, because he's, he's yeah. our knowledge base. See, I bother Mark because I constantly ask him the same questions repeatedly, because I, I can't pry. I, I'm pretty smart, but I can't process the amount of information that comes to me, so maybe I can re-listen to these podcasts and maybe stop asking him the same questions like 40 times. <laughs> and we can learn something. There you go. Absolutely. I am I'm thoroughly enjoying this one. Yeah. I haven't had this one yet, and... I've I've had the party boat before, but this one I am very happy to keep drinking. Yeah, this is a new one to me as well, and uh, I will definitely keep an eye out for this in the future. It is a refreshing beer. I would have passed this up because I tend to just pass up pass up plain ales. Like I just I feel like I want to find something that's crazier. And when I when I bring beer to an episode, you'll you'll find that out. Um, I just find try try to find the strange things, but this is definitely a uh, a welcome surprise. One hundred percent. Any other thoughts on it, guys, or are we just going to continue enjoying these guys? Yeah, I know. It's a, I, I'm having a hard time uh, coming up with something to say. I just want to keep drinking it. You know, we've got we've got the, the sweetness to it. Um, I really don't taste any bitters in no. there at all. There's really no, no bite it to it. Does, it does not have an assertive bitterness. Um, you know, I would, I'm sure they, they hopped a little bit just for, you know, aroma. You can smell it a little bit there. Um, but... There's really no hot, there's no hop bite to it at the end, which sometimes comes with it, but it's really nice. It's really nice, and I'm definitely going to be reaching back for this one again. Yeah, there's there's a nice uh, little bit of pepperiness on the back end of it, which is probably a character from the yeast. Pepper? I'm gonna sip again and see if I can find pepper back there. 
yeah, I, I, I had a hard time identifying that, but now that Mark says it, I definitely had a little bit of pepperiness, and I, that's one of my favorite flavors with food. I love a lot of pepper in my food and a lot of spice, so it's definitely there. Yeah. It, what, what did you uh, do yesterday? Well, how, what was the uh, the you did one of our chi- one of those chili challenges, yeah, right, or something yeah, like that? It's called the Ghost Face Killer Challenge at this place, Arugas, and um, yeah, I, I finished it in a minute and thirty seven seconds. They give you five minutes, and I, I kind of crushed it. But uh, yeah, I like spicy stuff. Now, is this one of those places that, like, they put your picture up on the wall? Like, you get a belt or anything? Or is it anything worthwhile? Well, no. Well, this was sort of weak. They give you a shirt whether you win or lose. One, a shirt that says, I failed the challenge, or a shirt that says, I, I won the what challenge. What are you going to do with the, I failed the challenge? Throw it like, in the garbage. Like, just wipe your ass with it, right? Yeah, just throw it in the garbage. It's yeah. shit. I don't know why they you why keep they it in the back you. of your trunk in case you got to change your oil or something. I don't know. But understand. the challenge was 25 bucks. I'm pretty sure I just, you were buying a t shirt, essentially, and, and, and a face that hurts. And a face that hurts. Yes. And but, I, I mean, your face always hurts us, but how's your it's feeling <laughs> it's actually surprisingly okay it there was not go. like that's, the ghost chili challenge that's always the part that that terrifies me about those it's not the the in it's the out that always makes me worried yeah no, i mean uh, i i enjoy myself some chilies as well but i also don't want to like i don't take it to the level that justin does like i like some heat in my food but i don't want to taste burning yeah, no, tasting tastes like burning is not a good situation. But I will say this. It was the tastiest spicy challenge that I've ever done. I, I enjoyed eating the food, which and you've is done a, a rare hand, And you've done a handful of those now. Yeah, and yeah, they're going to they, – they promised to uh, to call me if they were going to put my picture on the wall because this is the only place that doesn't do that. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of a ripoff. Yeah. I personally, I mean, I, the face on the wall is one thing, but I always want a belt. I, I, th- I think <laughs> – I mean, this is one thing where boxing and WWE got it right. Like, I, I think a belt is like the perfect championship thing for pretty much any event. Yeah, if if I could have walked out with a belt, it was also my coworkers and at a, at a um, happy hour that we did after work. So they were a little. Uh, you should have taken one of your scared. coworkers' belt then. I should have. This is mine now. I claim it as my own. <laughs> yeah, they, one of my coworkers pointed it out, and uh, that was uh, he didn't think I was going to do it. And when I said I was going to do it, he's, the look on his face was kind of horrific. All right, Mark's um Mark opened up our our squealer of uh, <laughs> our, H3, gra- our growlet of eight uh, of H three beer, which is what what kind of beer is it again? It's a uh, Port Chef's uh, Belgian style triple. Okay. Again, really nice light color. Um, little bit, some probably perfectly in between the two beers that we've had so far. Yeah, it's darker than the wit beer, and. Oh, that's what that's what it was. It was a wit beer. Yeah, okay. it, it's darker than the, than the the beach beer, but lighter in color than the party boat. Yeah. Well, was, one thing about the the beach beer is it says ale on the can, which I know that it's, I know it's a wit, but they should really put that on the can, like say it's a wit, because that would make me really want to. I would be much more appealing in general to someone who's into beer, but then again, I guess someone who's not ale makes some makes sense, and, right. and most people might not know what a wit is. Yeah. Yeah, they. Uh, there is a certain lack of information on the Port Jeff packaging that you're typical or, or used to seeing on most commercial beers. Yeah. They tell you a little bit of story about the beer on the label, and yeah. that, that's just lacking on these yeah. cans. Now, you don't know the ABV on this one, right? Uh, it's a triple, so I believe it's... It's probably going to be a little higher, right? Yeah, it's going to be, I think, around 8 or maybe 9%. Now, what's triple mean again? It, it's really just the style. Uh, okay. So the Trappist family of beers, you have a, a blonde or perhaps a single beer 
which right. is usually like the lowest ABV, lightest in color, and then you go to a, a double, which is a dark beer, but a little bit stronger in alcohol. And then when you go up to a triple, it flips back to a pale colored beer with higher alcohol. And if you go a little stronger, it's either called a quad or a Belgian dark strong ale. And obviously that's, again, a dark beer and right. a little bit stronger as well. Now, do you know why they flip back and forth? I have no idea. All right. I honestly don't know that. I thought like the double and the triple was like the number of times it fermented. That may have something to do with it or used to. I have no idea if that's really still holds true. I mean, I doubt that uh, American craft breweries are really fermenting out a batch of beer and then adding additional sugar to it, letting it ferment right. out, and then adding sugar to yeah, it. Yeah, that, that that would definitely sounds a bit more like uh, something with monk that monks would do who have a little bit more time on their hands. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, most American breweries are trying to turn beers over get them out of the tank so they can put something else in them right do you have any idea how they would do that like how you would artificially like simulate that happening you just add the sugar in at the beginning and so with the belgian beers uh they add just plain old table sugar to them which is you know most people tell you that's a bad thing but what it does with these higher alcohol beers it actually dries out the beer dries out the body lightens it up so that when you're drinking a 9% alcohol beer, it doesn't feel heavy, and it's enjoyable and refreshing, and you want to go back for more. All right. Well, let's uh, let's dig into this one here. Cheers. I, I, I may or may Cheers. not have already had some. That, that's all right. That's yeah, all right. I couldn't, I couldn't help it. This is one of my favorite types of beer. Yeah, the I am a big fan of the uh, Trappist-style beers, and I just love the uh, the aroma. Yeah from the yeast that yeah that that yeast? smell is is delicious and this one um again is um really this one i th i think maybe it's from coming through the um the squealer growler yeah, the, growlet. The carbonation level this is, is gonna drive me bad. nuts trying to figure out what to call this little thing um but it's really got no carbonation in it yeah and there is zero head at all on it even when you poured it out there was nothing on it yeah it's uh it's definitely got to be a uh, consequence of having the growler fill because yeah. I'm sure the taste is still fantastic. I'm sure it would taste very similar even if you poured it straight out of the tap. But just what it's going on with it right now is there's nothing on it. Yeah, I mean the Travis beers don't necessarily have a large head on them, but the carbonation level is usually like three or four volumes. Uh, okay. So if you can. If you have no idea what that means, if you can picture... But like me. I have yeah. no idea what you just said. So I'm going to pretend like I knew what he said. So beer's uh, carbonation levels are usually referred to in volumes. So what that means is if you have a given value or volume of uh, beer, so let's say you have eight ounces of beer, and let's say that's carbonated to three volumes, that means that there's three times the volume of beer... Uh, Right, the volume of beer in CO2 dissolved into liquids. So okay. that 20, makes, that 24 makes ounces of CO2 is dissolved in that 8 ounces. Yeah. I don't math very well, and that oddly made sense to me. So that's that's good. Thank you, Mark. Yes, it seems like it's kind of like Scoble units. It's the number of drops of uh, sugar water that counteract the, uh, the spice. Well, right, until it's no longer perceivable. Absolutely. Right. Really sweet. I mean, I, I yeah. like triples, and 
the first sip was really tasty and the second sip and this happens to me sometimes with some of the triples and the quads and stuff is that second sip kind of gets me a little bit and i'm like oh that one was right in the back there that was that one was really sweet yeah i think again that uh is an unfortunate side effect of it not being well carbonated because the uh carbon dioxide dissolved in the beer actually forms an acid which uh, helps counteract that sweetness. Yeah, it definitely. You can definitely taste it, and that's why you taste so much difference between a CO two beer and a nitro beer. Is that's diff- That's missing. Or even the the best way to picture that, or the difference with that, is the difference between like a freshly opened bottle of soda, and then a bottle of soda that's been open for a couple of weeks and yeah. has no more gas dissolved in it and you taste it and it's just like sickening sweet and you're like ah, i don't even want is that drink also this. what gives it like it's got a thickness to it like not for lack of a better term it's kind of like it's not as thick as cough syrup but it feels like it's coating my tongue and is that because there's not like carbonation in it to kind of lighten it up yeah exactly yeah the and carbonation the would definitely too, right? lighten yeah, I mean, that up yeah. and that's the sugars too that does that it kind of well, creates that syrup it's thing. more of the uh, the alcohol content in oh, the, yeah. the bulging on this one I mean, sometimes that sometimes that coating of the tongue is something that I enjoy, like it, when I w- want the flavor, and then other times you have beers that that hits that's there, and you're like, oh god, I can't get that taste out of my mouth, and you want to like scrape your tongue off, and <laughs> but I listen, I know you you know that that flavor that I'm talking about when yeah. you're just like, oh, yeah. this has to go right now. Um, you know, I'm gonna have I'm definitely going for sip three and four here to keep finishing this because i'm enjoying this a bit um but um you guys should start to think about how we want to rate these beers because i really i we got to tell the people you know are these words where they hear our words but they got to know is this worth going out and drinking so um justin any other thoughts on it yeah i i finished mine um i'm a big guy i tend to pretty much finish all the food and drink that's available you're a pro at that yeah but uh, I, I have to be honest, it is one of my favorite types of beer, but I guess because of the carbonation, I probably wouldn't drink much more than like the half, three quarters of a glass that I had right now. Yeah, I know I know they uh, bottle the H3 into 22-ounce bombers, but they didn't have any at the brewery when I was there, unfortunately. Yeah, that might have uh, preserved some of the CO2 effect in it. Well. All right. So um, you want to yeah, uh, get to Raiden? Uh, yeah, I think it's time. Now, um... Did you? How do we want to? We can discuss it. We yeah. really, we've discussed a lot about this, and I don't know if anybody has ever. Anytime you start a project with some friends, you always spend a lot of time talking about all the little details, and it's always exciting. But one of the details that we didn't really talk about was the rating system, and you know well, we can I mean, do we, th- did we can a little do, bit. So like, we can do thumbs. I'll, we can do stars. Stars are kind of lame. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll start I've never off because I'm, I'm apparently the only one that remembers this discussion, which I mean. Granted, that'll happen because usually when we talk about these things is when we're drinking. That's true. That I thank you, Mark. That's that justifies all of our absence-mindedness. So for me, the party boat, I'd give it a pint. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah okay. See, now I, I remember. Now they see, remember. See, now it comes back to it. All right. And as I'm, I, I drink my, a pint, but that would be it. And as I'm flipping through my notes, I see. Just let's go over it real quick. The first that uh, are one. Our rating, it's really a five-point scale. Our rating of a one is a tasting glasses. Anything's worth trying. We want to try a taste of it, but we really don't want to drink any yeah, more that, of it. Yeah, that two-ounce pour was enough. You know, the two is a pint glass is, okay, I'll have my pint of it, and I'll move on. I'm not really searching for it more. 
Three is a bomber. All right, the 22-ounce bottle. Yes, we like it. We want to get a little more of it. I'd even have it a second time. I want to take one home. It's tasty. Our four-point would be the growler, or you know, the, the full-size growler, not this fake tiny growler thing that we've been dealing with all the episode squiller, here. Please growl at. Sorry, I, are we allowed to use that? I mean, that's, that's it's got the feminine ending I, on I, I there. Kinda wanna, I kind of want to make Growlette part of our rating system now. I'm a big fan of Growlette. <laughs> okay, well, possibly, possibly, well, then maybe it can substitute for Bomber. You can use Growlette. All right, we'll see. All right, so four point would be a Growler. This is good. I want to drink more. I'm taking it home with me. And then five would have to be would be the keg. We want this is fantastic. This is an amazing beer. I want to find a way to keep it on tap constantly within arm's reach possibly by iv i don't know um all right so mark you you went with the pint yeah for the party boat i would i would rate it a pint it's uh one is good but i definitely am not looking for a second pint personally this is and this is may sound like a cop-out but i'm really it's going to depend on if i'm having dinner with if i'm eating dinner with it um, if I'm having dinner and it's something that has a little spice to it, has a little body to it, I would drink the pint. But otherwise, for me, it really falls at like the one and a half kind of level. Like the, the t- I could go for maybe a pint at most. So you're looking at like four ounces on, on that one. Yeah. Give, <laughs> give me the give me the short pour or maybe like those little mugs of the, like the 10 ounce mugs. But I don't want, you know, the whole oh, I don't like the tulip glass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily, you know, I just. I don't want the whole. I don't even want the whole pint. But with dinner, I'd probably finish the whole pint. First. So, quick question: Tulip glass is better or worse than Growlette? As far as what are you talking Maybe about? Maybe we size? should call it Snifter. No, Snifter? I, no, no. What, I, what I mean as far as brandy. I mean as far as what Kevin thinks. Kevin doesn't like Growlette. Do you, what do you think of Tulip glass? Uh, tulip glass would have to be below pint for me. So that so <laughs> yeah, so I, the one point five will be Tulip glass. Is that what we're getting at? This is getting oddly specific. I'll yeah, be no, honest, I don't gentlemen. think I don't think we should do this. I think we're already confusing people. Okay, but, uh, so yeah. for we're, clarity, I'm gonna give it a two. I'm gonna go with a pint. I'll drink a pint and be done with it. And not, but I'm not going back for seconds. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, go with a pint as well. Uh, I'll probably have a pint of it every time I go to the, um, to the brewery. But it's gonna be like the first pint I have, and then I'll be able to wash out the aftertaste with the other beers that I have. There you go. I, I think we're so we're all in agreement. Pint across the board. It can be our first point pint, but we're not going nuts for it. All right. What do you guys think of the? Um, the beach beach beer. The beach beer for me would be a bomber. Every yeah. once in a while. Nice uh nice tall boy. Very refreshing. It's uh good, light, refreshing beer. Every you know, just nice every once in a while. Especially on a hot day. For me, it's hard to say. I I started thinking about now if I was eating at the same time. Um, if we were eating at the same time, if I was at a barbecue, I could probably go for a growler. Some be- some hot dogs, some hamburgers, You know, lean on a riding lawnmower and drink some of this King, uh, King of the Hill style. You do have enough You do have enough property that you could justify a, loading, lighting, a riding lawnmower. Yes, that was our first flub of the there entire podcast. That's Boom. fine. We're drinking. Yes, so. I know. We've, yeah, we've had some uh, some beverages. But, for your uh, entertainment. <laughs> That's what we're here to do, folks. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a uh, I'm gonna give it a full growler. I uh, I was pleasantly surprised. It was 100, percent especially based on the packaging, not a beer that I would ever have purchased. But I definitely think I'll look out for it. I'm definitely 
solidly three. Like this is to me, this is a hundred percent a bomber. It's I I would get this and maybe I'd be even walking through the brew shop and I'd see a I see a real bomber of this and be like, you know what, I'm taking that home today. This is what I want to drink. I'm gonna put this back and be very happy about it. And once in a while, I'll go to it. There might be others that I choose more often, but this is definitely the one that I'm gonna I'm gonna go for this once in a while. And uh, so, Mark, you want to finish us off here with the H three? The H three, I'm I'd be the same. It's also a bomber. I you know, it's a good beer. It's a good example of a triple. I think uh, it's nice once in a while, but because of the alcohol content. It's, uh, you know, it's not a, uh, it's not something that I want a whole growler for. Fair enough. Yeah, for me, the, uh, the, the triple was, um, this particular um, tasting I had was slightly disappointing, I think, because of the carbonation. Um, I, I, I remember having this at the brewery, and I remember liking it um, a lot more, but based on what I tasted today, it would probably be behind for me. You know, it, and... I'm in the same boat as you, Justin. I tasted it at the brewery before, and I really liked it. And at the brewery, when you only get the little when you only get the little pour for the sample, I really liked it, and I was like, I want more of this. And now, having more of it and having the full beer, I'm like, I don't know if I'm definitely going to go buy a whole bomber of it and bring it home. But the pint of it is really good for me. And yeah, and yeah, I think I think just the pint is really where I want to be. I might have. You know, the pint of this at a restaurant, I might just have one beer hanging out one night, but I'm not going to go to the point where I want to get a bigger and really stockpile this stuff. Yeah, this is something that would hold hold up a growler for me. It would be in the refrigerator taking up space that my wife would get angry at, and uh, I would probably end up begrudgingly finishing it. But Well, um, well you're... Your wife kind of fills the fridge pretty well with some pretty awesome food, so it's it's worthwhile emptying that that growler to get more delicious food. In there. Yeah, I, I also give her plenty of reasons to be mad at me. So there would be, you know, at least there's like arbitrage. Like she's not sure what to be mad at me about, but she'd find the growler and just pick that. <laughs> we all love our lives. So I just want to point that out. And yeah, we we do. We we're we're three thirty somethings married men, and we do all love our wives, but. You know, like anybody else, when you've been with them for a number of years, sometimes you start to get little picadillos. Well, I definitely love my wife. She puts up with me. I just pointed out that I do a lot of things that can that make her angry. I'm not saying I don't actually do them because I do. That's true. <laughs> and if they ever actually listen to our crazy pro- project, wives, we love you. Yes, very, very much. Especially because you're upstairs right now watching <laughs> mine and, and and Mark's child while while we sit down here and drink beer and, and talk to ourselves. <laughs> it is sufficiently quiet. I'll say that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I would be shocked if my wife were still here. Otherwise, my son would be freaking out running there around. There you go. All right, gentlemen. So I think it's time to start to bring our first episode um, to a conclusion here. Kind of wrap everything up. We gave our ratings of all our beers. Um, and really, the question is, you know, do we want? are we going back to Port Jeff Brewing Company soon? I definitely would go back. I mean, I would been, I've been there. And um, the tasting room's cool. It's in a neat part of town, so there's a That's really, true. really great place to go to get. You can get food and then bounce over there, or vice versa. Honestly, the best part about it, as far as I'm concerned, now is right across the uh, little courtyard from it. Now is uh, a great ramen place. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've heard of this ramen place you, so many times, but never you, been. You and uh, you and your wife have told us uh, have told have told me about it numerous times, and I've been looking for it, but I haven't got a chance to go there. Yeah, so. Uh, Sometime in the future, 
We'll be down in Port Jeff. We're going to go to the tasting room. We're going to have ourselves a flight, maybe a pint, and then we're going to go and sober ourselves up with a nice large bowl of ramen noodles. That sounds like a plan and an end to a fantastic night and an end to, gentlemen, I think a pretty good uh, first podcast. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope you listen again soon. And well, cheers, guys. Drink. Enjoy. All right. You check out uh, poor Jeff, and um, yeah, we'll come back at you soon. And thanks for joining us on this Beertastic Voyage. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and cheers for local beers.